Hi everyone, it is September 1, 2022 and you're watching the Awesome 10X Philippine Market Update. And today we're going to be discussing a company profile and that is Shakey's Pizza. So allow me to begin and give you a background of a Philippine company that has been exceeding investors' expectations by delivering more than consecutive 16 years, sorry, consecutive 16 years of more than 10% growth in, in terms of sales and earnings and bouncing back massively beyond the pandemic. Let's go through the numbers of Shakey's Pizza. Okay, let's do this. Uh, sharing my screen now. Okay. So I entitled today's topic as Pizza, Long-Lasting Value Beyond Philippine Reopening Resurgence. This is hashtag Awesome10x Approved, Compounder Bros, Stable Growth. So for those who aren't aware, Shakey's Pizza today is the leading full-service restaurant. That means it is not a fast food. It is a full-service or a, or a casual dining chain. And you've got them engaged in multiple uh, brands. You've got, of course, Shakey's Pizza Parlor. You've got Peri Peri Charcoal Chicken. They've got Potato Corner, R&B Milk Tea, and Project Pie. So the Shakey's Pizza brand has been around for already 47 years, nearing five decades, starting out as a pizza parlor in 1975 in the Philippines. So it was actually a brand starting in the U.S. 1954 and has been transferred towards the Philippines. And you have, um, of course, the favorite number or the delivery hotline, 77777. So basically all of the sevens. If it's late, it's free. Of course, everyone knows that they have a 31-minute delivery um, timeline. So if it's late, it's free. Leveraging tried and tested delivery platforms. So they also have their digital apps, wherein, um, so actually right now, it has transformed towards 87, so 777-7777. Okay, so they've got, of course, the most famous brands um, when it comes to the deals. We've got, um, let's go through what we've done in terms of raising delivery to the next level. I'll just read to you the, the paragraphs coming from their 2021 annual reports. The Shaky Super app was launched in September 2021. It delivered a best-in-class experience based on App Store guest ratings, resulting in a doubling of sales contributed from the app. This is the 31-minute delivery guarantee anywhere in Metro Manila. With their well-built infrastructure serving as foundation and a jump-off point, they took Shaky's delivery to the next curve. Um, they've been guaranteeing these deliveries. Let's go through their 2021 at a glance. For year 2021, and then we'll go to the first half 2022 as well. Shakey's Pizza currently has 256 in 2021, 256 Shakey stores. You've got 52 Peri Peri stores. You've got two Project Pie stores and two R&B stores. That's a multi shop. In 2021, they hit 7 billion pesos in system-wide sales. They sold 7 million pizzas. They also sold 3.8 million kilos of chicken and 1 million cups of milk tea. They have relaunched Project Pie. They also had the delivery, if it's late, it's free, the 31-minute guarantee. And in 2021, they actually had 29% market share in terms of um, the single largest brand of chained or full chains, full service restaurants. In terms of pizza alone, they have been um, the number one with 67% market share. The business presence so far, 
um, they've got 28% of their system-wide sales mostly in the dine-in. That, that means 72% is an unbelievable delivery and carry-out. So they are a massive 2080 type of um, company with a lot of it actually in the delivery platform. Um, you've got, of course, availability in all channels. You've got the single delivery hotline number, their websites, their mobile apps, and they've got a lot of third-party aggregators like Food Panda and Grab. In terms of brand, we can say that Shakey's Pizza today is largely Shakey's with 45% franchised and 55% company-owned. We will discuss later on the different uh, projects that we've had. Um, and of course, let's just go through the most famous uh, value movers of Shakey's Pizza. Here you can see the picture, the pepperoni pizza, the chicken and mojos, their famous brands lasting for almost five decades. And of course, all your favorites at value deals. You know that people anywhere in Manila, uh, actually all throughout the Philippines, have always enjoyed Shakey's for their tagline, fun, family, and pizza. And we've always uh, gave gave the Filipinos worldwide, well, Filipinos in general. I'd say worldwide because we'll also discuss the international front later on. Uh, but yes, they've been delivering anywhere online. Uh, uh, sorry, not online. Anywhere in the Philippines, and it has always been a value meal, uh, a value pack deals. So um, you've got the 999 deals, you've got exclusive 40% offs if you are a Supercard member. And that Supercard membership is the most, um, actually one of the largest uh, cards, loyalty card programs in the Philippines, more than a million um, members in the Philippines. I think that they would uh, have to show more um, over the years how that um, card growth has been. But that is an important uh, loyalty program that has really delivered. Okay, so why do we like uh, Shakey's? Number one, um, a few things. Number one, full-service pizza chain. They've been growing their market share from, actually right now, so it's 65%. The other 35% is followed by Pizza Hut. Now you've got the dominant player uh, with the entire market share trailing only behind, uh, sorry, Shakey's is the first in terms of uh, full-service Trailing behind would be Pizza Hut and Max's Group. Uh, in terms of uh, brands, you obviously have Shakey's ranking second, just behind McDonald's in terms of the full service of full service Filipino brands. Actually, I'm 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 wondering why it didn't actually appear Jollibee, but either way, it's in the top ten. That's a point. Uh, you've got, of course, an icon brand, the famous thin crust, thin crust pizza, chicken and mojos. So far, Shakey's Pizza operates not just in the Philippines, but also across Asia. So you've got a few in Dubai, you've got in Australia, you've got in Oceania, and you also have Singapore. Uh, it is, of course, all located in strategic sites, extensively represented throughout major urban centers, key islands in the Philippines. And of course, as I said, one of the most established brands with the most popular loyalty programs in the industry. So a few perks of uh, the Supercard. Before, Supercard was just, of course, for Shakey's Pizza. And because Shakey's Pizza today has multiple brands, it's now uh, taken across Peri Peri and their R&P. I suppose uh, by this year or a few a few months from now, we will see the Supercard also translating to, to loyalty programs, of course, with the Potato Corner brand. So um, that is, of course, um, a deal wherein for just 599 pesos or 899 pesos, 
you get the card, you get 50% off on your pizza or 40% discounts and so on. So buy one, take one deals. It's really a great, uh, free, it's a frequency, uh, it's a way to leverage the membership of your most uh, loyal or how should I say this? More than a million members are, of course, going to be loyal for this. I'd say that um, this has uh, leeway to keep on growing and um, a function really of enhancing um, frequency in, val in orders. So why do people have, why did the Filipinos in general love this brand? It's, uh, it's only a few brands that we could argue had stayed uh, very strong uh, for the last 47 years. That is, again, 47 years. So for 47 years, uh, Shakey's Pizza has continued to wow their guests. They, they, they called us as customers guests because guests are, uh, what do they say? Guests is more like a function of you as part of their home. So you're not a customer, you're a guest. So treated as a family. Um, and they've, say, they've, they've been uh, really delivering mostly for those deals. Monster meal deals, Grand Slam deals. It's always been known for a great, uh, to give great deals. Um, why do I like Shakey's? Obviously, it has a proven and scalable business model. They've been delivering high margins and good volumes. We'll go into it later on. They are, of course, the biggest commissary, supplying proprietary raw materials, quality control, economies of scale, purchasing synergies, locally sourced goods. Uh, well, not all, but most. So chicken, uh, yeah, for the peri-peri, the mojo chicken, those are locally sourced. They operate with a high uh, financial liquidity, asset-like model, more than 5.5 billion pesos in their balance sheet. They've got low rent-to-sales ratio, 100% lease. They've got, of course, omni-channel formats. You've got dine-in delivery. So I've already said that delivery takeout is about 78% of your business. Uh, you've got um, all the different store formats, like legacy stores, freestand stores, uh, strip mall outlets, gasoline kiosks. And uh, in terms of franchise opportunity, they do have an industry-leading ROI of three to four years for the Shakey's brand. Um, you've got, of course, an experience management team. This is uh, something that I like uh, seeing in the business. CEO Vicente El Gregorio has been driving the Shakey's business and been CEO since 2003. But more important than that, he actually started as a dishwasher since 1980. So you've got really a really, really strong, um, uh, strong management team behind Shakey's brands. And um, of course, you also have a lot of support. Manuel Del Barrio is the former finance head of CNPF, Century Tuna. You've got George Concepcion, also general manager of Shakey's now, with over 30 years of food experience locally and abroad. You've got, of course, a lot of support from foreign consultants in their international ambitions uh, with, with people like, example, um, Alois, Alois Breilbeck and Joseph Remsa. They've got 25 years of experience in operations and franchising of all the top restaurants. So um, they are very innovative. So just recently in June 2022, they've come up with a spinach series. We know that Filipinos really love the spinach pizza. I guess this was um, brought about by the spinach craze, the spinach cheese artichoke craze with Angel's Pizza. They have uh, done themselves uh, the, the right way. I would suggest that you try to order it, the 77777s. Um, order the glazed bacon. I haven't tried it, but uh, seeing the pictures, it looks takam-takam. Spinach roll-ups, they've got their own version of uh, lasagna with spinach. Just starts at 260 pesos a la carte. The 9-inch regular thin crust pizza is uh, 319 pesos. So I guess use your super card if you're ordering these. 
we've known that Shakey's has always been innovative with uh, truffle green pizza, scallop primo. They've always experimented with a lot of uh, tastes to make their uh, loyal customers keep on ordering pizza. Now, aside from Shakey's Pizza, we have to, of course, discuss Peri Peri Chicken. Since acquisition of Peri Peri Chicken, they have actually grown the store count more than double over the last uh, three years. So that's an amazing um, growth. And uh, of course, that growth has come from expansion of sales and income. Each of their stores are all profitable, which is really a feat. Uh, we're seeing Peri Peri uh, also uh, giving those great deals, just like what Shakey's does. A thousand peso deals for four people, which roughly is about 250 pesos per person, giving you chicken, rice, the things that people love in the Philippines, roasted chicken and a few side dishes. You've got pika pika to share. I think uh, in the Philippines, I would say that the Philippines is a chicken eating country. And Peri Peri successfully captures that uh, pie in terms of casual dining. So you've got the group meals. It's all less than a thousand pesos, good, good for three to four people. So you really have uh, the Peri Peri team and even the Shakey's team knowing and having a good knowledge of the Filipino psyche when it comes to value and value for money um, types of uh, deals. Of course, an acquisition that we are happy they've disclosed um, since December 2021 and starting March 2022, we now see the effects of uh, the acquisition of Potato Corner. So, so, uh, so, so far in terms of reporting numbers, Potato Corner's first quarter has been in the results for June 2022. So we'll, we'll dive into those numbers later on. But for those who don't know Potato Corner, I feel that French fries, of course, needs no introduction. We all know in the Philippines that this is the best when it comes to flavored fries. Numerous stalls all across Manila. It's really not that hard to imagine why Potato Corner, as a brand since 1997, I'm not sure if it's 1997-1992. I will have to check again the, the, the paragraphs. But either way, Potato Corner PH was, of course, the brainchild of Joe Magsaysay. He was a former Wendy staffer. And then he sold um, his positions in Potato Corner towards the Po family of uh, Century Tuna. And then, of course, who owns also Shakey's Pizza. Why did they buy it? Obviously, multiple sales channels, proven scalable business models. And um, according to the Shakey's uh, Shakey's group, of course, French fries is a high profit margin indeed. So um, if a Shakey's pizza takes about three or four years, in general, a potato corner franchise can make our ROI for about six months to at most a year. So that is an amazing um, franchise. And they are scaling the business, not just in the Philippines, but also across the world. So this is a global partnership with potato corner uh, with many as much as 1,130 stores so far worldwide. So it's a worldwide brand. So Crispo was obviously very happy acquiring the kiosk snack brand leader, Potato Corner. Why? Uh, famous for their uh, iconic brand, as, as I said, a vast global footprint and a very scalable asset-like business model supported with industry-leading margins. So Shakey's, obviously, from an investment highlight, has, has been a ready, strong, reopening play player but uh, we would argue it's not just a reopening play. It is really a long-lasting value beyond. So um, you've got core legacy brands, a strong expansion for uh, the chicken space with Peri Peri. You've got uh, an emerging brand. I'm not quite sure if the R&B milk tea. Personally, I have not really bought any R&B milk tea in the last two years since it opened. So um, I wouldn't really 
discuss about those things. And even from a sales standpoint, R&D is just two shops. Project Pie is just two shops. Project Pie, I'm happy that they reopened it because uh, I do love their pizzas. Um, and I think that it is going to be a high gross margin for Shakey's given the onslaught of more pizza brands in the Philippines that have proven very successful. So I think that the Philippine market is really ripe for more pizza brands, even the high-end pizza. We've seen a, a, a flurry from the, the ano, yung Tosta. What was that? Tosta? Crosta, Crosta Pizza. Um, uh, the, the point is that Filipinos would pay even 700 to 1,000 peso pizza pies. So there is a market. I, I, I would be happy for their, um, re, their reintroduction of Project Pie. And of course, the really high growth pillars of Potato Corner, which I believe isn't even um, counted upon by the market. Early 2022 results already show that uh, Shakey's has been bouncing back and not just bouncing back, but outperforming. In the first quarter sales, system-wide sales was up already 33% versus the last year, 2021, where their sales already were profitable. Also, their net income went 3x or 270% to be just clear, with only a store network expansion of just additional five. Saying this means that Almost all the increase had nothing to do with uh, location uh, storefronts, but really just their stores all growing their sales. That's an amazing sales. Because if you would argue first quarter 22 and even second quarter, I will we'll show the, set, the first half. These are uh, recession resistant and inflation. Um, although inflation has always been in the minds of people, the fact that um, Shakey's presents strong value for money, people generated uh, generally continue to buy Shakey's Pizza. Uh, you've got, of course, since they added five stores for Shakey's, now it's about 321. This is a significant number because the no total number of stores actually of 321 is already double since five years ago, which were in, uh, well, roughly double because when they IPO'd, it was about 176 stores for Shakey's. Of course, that uh, income of uh, their sales of about a quarter was $2.2 billion. Income for that was seventy six million, so about not not so not so high, but we would say four percent margin, no, for uh, for Shakey's. It's a retail retail company. Now, barring any new variants or major external forces, it shows here that uh, for full year twenty twenty two, so far that first quarter is already a strong double digit growth, obviously versus twenty twenty one. And uh, they have been expanding their potato corner outlets, adding 150 stores so far in just three months. And they've also been um, growing their existing brands, adding 42. Now, a few things to note. Since 2003, since Mr. Vicente Gregorio, the CEO, came into the Shakey's Pizza, we can see that he was a very effective manager, growing the sales revenues from just 900 million pesos to 10.4 billion in 2019. It only stopped because of the pandemic, going down from 10 billion to 6.6. 6. 2021 was 7 billion. And now in 2022, in just first quarter, they've already reached 2.2 billion. I'll go through this the, in my latter slides, you'll get the first half. But it's already actually a strong resurgence, meaning that they would be coming back towards those 10 billion revenues of 2019 within a few months. So they are, of course, going back on track with their double-digit growth. And that is an amazing compounder. 
So that's why we're saying that Shakey's Pizza is a compound brother. You've got uh, a 12% CAGR for this company for the last uh, 2003 to 2019. Net income obviously grew as well in conjunction with that sales. Also an 11% CAGR. You've got, um, although there were slight losses in 2020, we saw them recover from a loss of 254 million in 2020. Actually, they rebounded in 2021, and 2022 was already profitable. So, a few milestones that they did last year, 2021. So, they have their uh, vaccination programs, plastic neutrality. They added plant based nuggets. This was a partnership with Century Tunas, a neat brand. Of course, they made a delivery guarantee, the 31 minute delivery guarantee. Anywhere that it's late, it's free. So the Filipinos love that uh, guarantee. You've got, um, they've opened the first uh, R&D milk tea store. I wouldn't say much about that milk tea. Um, Peri Peri, they've opened the 50th Peri Peri store this year, and uh, 2021, and the 310th store of Shakey's last November 2021. So now it's about 321. You can see significantly growing that Shakey's brand. Project Pie, they relaunched that just last year with uh, new additions. And of course, the Potato Corner acquisition. Okay, so uh, let's go through some 2020-2021 numbers first. Um, okay, so in 2020, it was about a system-wide sales growth of just 6%. Their EBITDA margin was 19%, but they only had a very low debt, so their net gearing was about 50%, so 0.5x. In terms of ROE, um, return on equity has been negative for 2020, but has been uh, a rebound 2021-2022. So we can really see from their uh, financial highlights that the company uh, dropped massively in 2020 and 2021, but has been growing back 2022. Cash um, has been prudent. You can see this company's assets is about 12 billion, 12 to, 6, 12 to 13 billion. Very limited liabilities, as I said, just half, which is 6 billion. You've got, um, you've got cash. This company has a lot of cash. And... EBITDA, actually in the first half of 2022, they already had an EBITDA of a billion, which is already double 2021's numbers, the full year 2021 numbers. Now, um, in terms of trends, a 30 to 40% quarter and quarter growth has been evident since 2021, and it has been continuing in 2022. Margins has actually already grown uh, back to pre-pandemic levels of about, actually, 2021 is about 19%, but 2022 already shot up more than 20%. So that's good despite inflation. In terms of people, just for your knowledge, Shakey's Brands as a group has over 3,500 employees and workers. Uh, they have been growing, um, and uh, that means that they have a lot of employees. <clears throat> so a company that has been growing with the uh, number of store counts, storefronts. And in terms of job supported, if you do an indirect livelihood support, since they do have a lot of riders, franchise staff, and call center agents, these are at least 6,042 jobs being supported by Shakey's Brands alone. Um, a couple of their riders, you can see that, um, let's just read through a few of their people. Being a delivery rider, I always work with compassion, giving, assisting, helping guests, especially in this time of pandemic. Pagbubutihin ko pa po ang aking kontrabaho to consistently provide wowing service to our guests. So we can see that Shakey's Riders, Peri Peri, pizza is the quintessential takeout product. And so um, Shakey's Pizza was able to actually navigate the pandemic more um, 
well, uh, better, obviously, than other full-service chains. And uh, is actually, um, yeah, so ganon, more, more of the infrastructure format. Okay, so what do we know about Shaky since the IPO? Well, um, the IPO was 11 pesos 26 cents per share during December 2016. So, so far, it's about six years. It's nearing six years for 2022. And this is their 47th year since being in the Philippines. Six years listed, 47 years in the, uh, in the Philippine country of the Philippines. They raised about 4 billion pesos. Wait lang. I have to tell people not to call me first. Send <clears throat> it. Okay. Um, okay. So you can see in the IPO that obviously it's mainly the control of Paul family and Mr. CEO, uh, CEO Vicente Gregorio. Stock highlight. So since listing, this company has delivered 10 cents dividend all throughout. In 2020, despite a tough year, they still managed to give one centavo, 2021, two cents. As of 22, 2022, first half, they started giving three cents. I believe that they will resume giving that 10 cents within this year and then next year as well. So this is a company that has been uh, going through ups and downs in terms of their stock price from about a peak of about 20 billion pesos during the end of 2017. It has dropped sharply in 2020 to as low as 10 billion pesos. So it got halved. So far, it is uh, re-emerging. Re it has been growing yet again. From about 10 billion, it has started to rise as high as 17 billion market cap. But um, we will take a look in 2022 after uh, the acquisitions. No, So, okay, um, Schroeder Investment Management has a stake on them. Norges Bank Investment Management, Agon Investment Management, these are... Uh, foreign funds, they have less than a percentage in uh, in Shakey's Pizza. A majority or 50% is owned by your Century Pacific Group. You've got a 16% ownership from GIC. That would be the private equity of the Singapore, the government of Singapore. You've got the Prieto family, which used to be a stakeholder of Shakey's Pizza, selling over to Century Pacific before the IPO, with still a majority, which which with still a top three stake. Oh, not top three, but top five stake of about 3%. JE Holdings has 9%. Not sure if JE Holdings, uh, I'm not sure who JE Holdings is. But we do know that Mr. Gohongwei or Lance Gohongwei is also a significant shareholder, I think, in a private capacity because he's a board director um, of Shakey's Pizza. Okay, so from a stock price perspective, Shakey's Pizza, high of 175 uh, low of 4.69, so it went as low as 74%. So the market cap that I showed a while ago was just end of the year, so December 31 versus December 31. But if you're going to look at the entire chart, so Shakey's Pizza definitely went so oversold from about 4, 4 pesos, 70 cents. So far, it has rallied to about 8 pesos or from about 5 to 8. That's about uh, more than 60% increase since the pandemic lows. Okay, so a few things to note. Are there insiders buying into the Shakies? Since Shakies doubled uh, their store count and also uh, had margins growing, we can see that the top executives of Shakies Pizza have loaded up on the restaurant stock. Um, so far, flavored fries obviously had fat margins than pizza, and Shakies is saying that they would triple the potato corner stores from about 1,000 to maybe two to 3,000. 
Vicente Gregorio, which is the CEO, and George Maria Concepcion acquired a total of just something short of about 3 million pesos worth uh, between a range of 7.9 to 8 pesos. Current price today, as I speak, is about 7.9, which is similar to where these insiders also bought the, the executives, essentially. You can also see that Shakey's has bought the potato corner business in Singapore from Victory Liners, Edward Hernandez. So basically, Shakey's owns all the potato corner in the world. Mm -hmm. Most recent insider transactions as well from June to uh, June 2022, Century Pacific Group said that they've acquired at 6.91 per share, 10.68 million, um, 10.68 million. Sorry, they've been buying across the board, so about 11 million pesos. It's not much, but it is at least a good sign that uh, at 7 pesos below, people are seeing there's some value. The insiders are buying. Okay, so what can we say about Mr. Vicente Gregorio, aside from the fact that he's been managing this company since 2003? So he's going to have his two-decade of um, CEO. What's the two-decade anniversary called? I don't know, but 2023 is going to be his 20th year in the business, managing it as a CEO. So he always proudly uh, mentioned he started a dishwasher uh, in the early 80s just to make ends meet, moving up the ranks. The corporate structure of Shakey's Pizza allowed him to generously give recognition to those who have worked their butt off the place. So he is an inspiration and one of the most uh, coveted shakers in terms of Filipina CEOs. Um, Good to know. They have bounced back and beyond. We can clearly see that from just going to their website. Um, since 2020, through thick and thin, they've done very well. And now they're not just bouncing back, but um, actually thriving. Not just surviving, but thriving. Uh, I'll give you a few things that they have uh, managed to skirt from. So during 2020, uh, there was signs of record unemployment, reduced purchasing power, changes in consumer lifestyles, and continuous threat of lockdown. Amongst these risks, I would argue that because of the inflation, we would have reduced purchasing power still. The continuous threat of lockdown has already been checkmarked. So that means that with the vaccines, we've already uh, um, lowered down that risk. In terms of record unemployment, that is uh, a measure of the GDP growth. So if we have economy growing, maybe we can um, say flat to neutral on the record unemployment risk. In terms of changes in consumer lifestyles, I don't think that Shakey's as a business actually um, lost in terms of consumer lifestyle. In fact, they thrived on that front. So with people doing online ordering and a lot of takeouts, I think they actually benefited in that change. Um, so we've seen them already got through the thickest of the COVID pandemic. During the COVID pandemic, they lost sales mainly because a lot of uh, their stores were temporarily closed. There was a lack of public transportation, malls were closed. Obviously, these are no, no longer threats. That's why that is, um, of course, a good sign that those 2020 woes will not repeat again. Uh, we can see that um, in 2020, they had to pause their store openings this wasn't true in 2021 and more so in 2022 where there are more store openings. Um, they have all stores reopened. And, um, and I think the lockdown forced people to do a lot of delivery and carryouts, which, uh, which is really a, a part of their business ever since, even before the lockdown. So that is just really, um, that is perhaps um, a strength.
I wouldn't say it's a, mis uh, a miss for them. In terms of operational flexibility, I like the fact that Shakey's Pizza is a multi-store format. Take note that half of their stores are actually outside malls. So um, they've got 41% freestanding stores and 4% are um, those that are near the gas stations, no? Um, they've got uh, high industry-leading margins. Pre-pandemic, they've got a gross profit margin of about 29%, EBITDA margin of 21%, net income margin of 11%, a franchise fee of about 15 to 25 million pesos depending on the store format. That's the reason why they say they have a three to four year ROI. So it means that the people who are looking to franchise um, Shakey's Pizza would get roughly about 5 million income just not so bad in a year. Okay, so the business model of Shakey's has had high margins, very scalable, very low break-even, and quick cash conversion. And they already have a tried and tested formula. The fact that they've existed in the Philippines for more than 47 years tells you that this is already a proven uh, business. We've got loyal and loving guests through thick and thin. We've seen these guests continue to order since the pandemic and even post-COVID-19 world. So... These are all truths. They have value for money offerings. People gravitate towards the brands they love, which, which is them. Guests continue to love them for their strong delivery, that guarantee. So their business is really going to outperform. So right now, of course, the positive kick, kicker is the, you've got the resurgence of dine-in sales. Although dine-in was just about less than 30, less than 30% of their real sales, um, the fact that they've been growing 30% system-wide tells you that all brands have been posting very strong growth. I didn't see how much growth Potato Corner was, but I would assume that Potato Corner, being kiosks, are growing more than 30%. <clears throat> so, um, so far, that, that inspired them to actually grow their dividends, and I would assume they will keep on growing that dividend next few quarters. Let's just read through some interviews that uh, Vicente Gregorio has said during the pandemic. He said that with the pandemic, things have changed. Gone are the days where we would always prefer a bigger store or a bigger space since dine-in isn't allowed. We now have to be practical, prudent, and flexible when it comes to making decisions given the very unusual and fluid circumstances that is due to the pandemic. The good thing for us is that the Shakey's business model can succeed whether you're in the mall, outside, gas stations, or even ghost kitchens. Having numerous and proven store business formats gives us the agility needed to navigate this crisis. That's true. Okay, so um, this company from 2019 till 2022 have been growing. 2019, that's 276 stores. Now they've got 321. So how about that? It's about 50 stores added in just three years, even if there was a pandemic in, in between. You've got uh, Peri Peri growing. You've got, um, yeah, growing and maintaining profitability. Let's take a look at the board of directors as well. Because uh, more than the CEO, I believe that looking into the board of directors will tell you more insights on how effective this company is being managed. So in terms of board of directors, we can argue that since 50% is majority controlled by Century Tuna, CNPF Group, it is normal to see the Paw family all in the chairman of the board. So you've got Christopher Paw, Gabriel Paw, Teodoro Alexander Paw, Leonardo Paw. So all the four Paw brothers are in the Shakey's Pizza. You've got Paolo Campos, Fernand Lokban, Vicente Gregorio, the CEO, Francis Yu, Lance Gohongwei as directors and independent directors. Um, a few things to note about this family. 
Well, the Poe family isn't really just because of the family that they are uh, heavily um, high-quality management, I would argue. So actually, the Poe brothers are merit-based. Uh, all of them actually graduated. So for instance, uh, Teodoro Poe graduated summa cum laude from Boston University. Um, Mr. Leonardo Poe graduated magna cum laude as well from Boston University. They have experience, obviously, from their FMCG because of Century Tuna. They've got uh, businesses that they've managed, factories uh, all throughout more than um, more than their ages. Their average age here is about 51 years old. So I'd say that all of them have actually uh, an average 25 to 30 years in the business of food. Uh, quick serve restaurants is just uh, a function of that food group. Now, Vicente Gregorio, he's now uh, 55 years old, but he's been in the business since the 1980s. So practically when he was uh, super young, uh, he was, so, sorry, he's 56 now. But um, yeah, so since uh, he was in the teenage group, he was already with the business. Um, <clears throat> he's also a member of the Philippine Franchise Association. Obviously, franchising has been a strong business model for uh, for the group with Shakey's and now Potato Corner. I think they will grow that very massively. Lance Gokongwe, which is a director, obviously has a lot of ties with the Robinsons group. You've got Robinson's Retail, the supermarket. You've got uh, the URC, Universal Robina. So in terms of takeouts and a lot of pizzas going into the supermarkets of Robinson's, uh, there is a lot of synergy that you can see, as well as the production of any commodity, may it be chicken. So I would surmise some of the locally sourced chicken for uh, for your groups in Peri Peri would probably come from universe, Universal Robina's um, ag agro group the agrarian groups of uh, the poultry business of, uh, of the Gokongwees. We've got uh, great, great uh, CEOs, uh, board of directors here. Let me just highlight a few people here. Fernan Lokban um, is actually uh, an independent director also of Century Pacific. We can see that the uh, majority of Shakey's Pizza is uh, Century Pacific uh, people. So these are people with more than 30 years no, of, uh, of building brands. Uh, Francis Yu is... Um, a vice president of Rustan Supermarket. So she can she she has been handling a lot of these retail conferences, stores. There's a lot of synergy. All of them has food in their uh, blood. Paulo Paulo Campos um, is the CEO of Zalora. So of course he he probably was tapped for the e-commerce segment since the business is heavily delivery. So a few things. No, in 2021, um, they were very much um, in the in the optimistic spirit. So they doubled down on a lot of expansion, which has been really um, getting the harvest for 2022. Uh, they've opened 31 new stores in 2021, uh, even in outlets like Sorsogon City in Boho in Bicol, which is a tourist spot. Um, I'd, I I would say that because of their strong balance sheet and healthy cash. They were able to accelerate at a time when the Philippines is already resurging or reopening. So um, they were there ready for that Philippine um, reopening. So far, um, they have already grown the Peri Peri store, doubling their count since 2019. So that's just in three years. Peri Peri has already more than 50 stores. So that's good to see. Um, the brand is a household brand, sustainable growth, profitability. Great service, innovative, better stores right now, and very convenient. I think this is also good to say, um, looking into the Project Nerdy, which is near and ready, 
you can see that Shakey's Pizza reduced their employees' travel time to work to about less than 30 minutes. So you've got a very efficient HR department. As I said, you've got about 6,000 employees, partners. They were able to really give these uh, people the ease satisfaction amid the challenging times. Not only did they actually relocate employees closer to their homes, they've already, of course, uh, helped uh, these people um, in being into their place of work at a very fast and convenient time. So less traffic, less stress. Um, so the fact that their HR is doing that tells me that this company is really heavy in the details. So those little things count. Um, of course, the synergy with Century Tuna brands cannot be understated. We can see that the Paul family is essentially the entire majority of this group. So Shakey's Pizza launched a lot of plant-based nuggets. I wouldn't be uh, surprised if Potato Corner related uh, brands would actually be synergistic with any Shakey's Pizza birthday parties in the future. So I haven't really heard much from their uh, quarterly earnings call on how they plan to synergize more and more these um, groups, no? these brands that are very, uh, I would say, you know, fun, family, pizza friendly. Family, uh, families love French fries. So we'll see how they integrate pizza and uh, potato corner together. But uh, it, it's, it's a great synergy that we have yet to understand. Um, in terms of healthy products, I wouldn't say this was a big hit. The Unmeat brand, the Chicken Nuggets, which is plant-based, they launched it in 2021. Um, I don't think plant-based food in general worldwide has been kind to people. Uh, we've seen actually these sales. They didn't really release the sales of the Unmeat brand. But it just tells you that uh, Shakey's is wanting to offer innovative products. So 2022, um, strong sales, strong store count, um, and they've already grown as well. Uh, the first uh, Shakey's Pizza in Singapore, they opened that in 2022. So I surmise they will grow, uh, grow that count in Singapore owing to the many Filipinos uh, working in Singapore. Um, I like them because of the strict cost discipline. They have uh, opened more than, uh, well, more than 30 stores in 2021. They, they grew this again in 2022. So far in 2022, they grew 13 in the Philippines additional, 9 internationally, uh, mostly potato corner na. So actually 150 potato corners. Iba-iba yung nakuha kong mga data. So I guess it depends on the timing. Um, very fast payback yung mga profitability ng, ng potato corner, which is why most of their growth is in potato corner. That's good. Uh-huh. Multi-branded stores, very strict cost discipline. Let's read through the first half numbers. So first half numbers, system-wide sales is nearing 6 billion pesos. So they're going to reach, in my view, this year more than 10 billion. So that is already going to be higher than 2019. Your acceleration um, has made the income also grow. So if you're going to compare second quarter 2022 with second quarter 2021, system-wide sales more than doubled. Um, Same-store sales rose by 41%, even stronger, due to the Philippine economic reopening. In fact, for the first half of the year, their gross profit is already a billion pesos. Uh, that's already equivalent to actually 2019 numbers. So strong gross margins, strong gross profits. Um, and EBITDA has been jumping. Okay. 
we can see that their first quarter and second quarter are both strong. Um, acquisition of Potato Corner, we didn't see the breakdown, so I couldn't see the breakdown of how much Potato Corner adds to, towards those top-line sales. So 2019, the $10 billion does not have Potato Corner. In 2022, we do have, uh, we will see the first nine months of Potato Corner sales inside pizza. If we get a uh, 11 billion or 12 billion my assumption here is that a big part of that growth also came from the acquisition so that is an accurate accretive acquisition from shaky's part okay um so total assets grew as of june 30 2022 from about 12.6 billion just last year they have their grown their assets to about 15 billion with current assets of 2.4 that's cash Liabilities are healthy, just half of that, which is $8 billion. Retained earnings are strong with about $2.2 billion. Book value per share is about $3.79. What else can we say about them? Um, I talked a lot, sorry. I think it's been uh, more than 40 minutes now. Uh, but uh, so given the fact that this company is looking to grow their sales count to about more than $11 billion, Let's go back to the charts. So I'll go back to the chart of Shaky's Pizza now. Shaky's Pizza today is about 8 pesos per share. Um, the market cap has grown. no? So let's see. Magkano market cap niya ngayon? Um, to know that, how much outstanding shares does Shaky's Pizza have? Outstanding shares of Shaky's Pizza. So you've got about 1.68 billion shares. So about 1.7 times 8. Shit, go luck. So plus 6. About 14 billion market cap today. Okay. So we can see that this company is a 14 billion peso market cap at 8 pesos. At 14 billion peso market cap, that would be trading at about 1 times price to sales or 1.1 times price to sales. Um, from a business perspective, it is not deeply undervalued, but it is, I think, growth and stable at a reasonable value here. I'm not going to say, na, oh, 8 pesos is going to go 20 pesos. No? I'm not going to give that claim. But um, it's a decent compounder. What can we expect for this business? All right. What we know from this business is the high growth potential of Potato Corner. <clears throat> um, very low, uh, very attractive unit of economics from Potato Corner. It is sad that the quarterly numbers don't give a highlight. You just see a big revenue number there. So I can't like pinpoint which is the Shakey's Pizza part here, which is the 1,000 franchise uh, place of, uh, of Potato Corner. I can't really see that. But at 15 billion pesos, this is cheaper than the IPO price with double the store count, double the income. So you have, at the very least, at least a 50% upside. And so margin of safety is there with you. Um, what can we uh, argue here? Okay, the argument here as well at about 8 pesos, although it's about 7 pesos, you've got heavy insider buyers here. So um, at the very least, in terms of downside, maybe about 15% downside. And in terms of upside, maybe we can see this back to 12 pesos. So IPO was about 11 pesos. We might see it back towards IPO per share of 11 to 12 pesos come next year. So 2023 or latter half of 2022, We'll see how it performs. But I would say that this is an alpha 
in the midst of the pandemic that has really grown. No? So we're seeing it that it should be back towards those pre-pandemic levels. Since Shakey's Pizza has been um, growing and actually getting better as a business, uh, fundamentals will argue that it should be back at 11 or 12 pesos sometime within the next six months or 12 months, despite the global recession and inflation that people are, of course, worried about. So those are risks, but uh, we will have to keep in mind that the risks do, did not actually play out in the first half of 2022. Let's go through your questions just in case. All right. Um, Hi, Miss Nikki. What's the best consistent high-div company in the Philippines that you know? Um, consistency is not the same as high-div. Uh, when it comes to high-dividend plays in the Philippine market, arguably the Philippine telecommunication companies are the highest and most consistent. That's why PLDT and Globe has consistently been the top dividend place in the Philippine market per se, as well as the utility firm like Meralco. <clears throat> um, so those three, they're not necessarily the highest dividend. Uh, sometimes your mining companies give high dividends, but it is cyclical. The reason why mining companies give dividends is because they themselves uh, know that oil or uh, nickel, these are cyclical events wherein, example, this year oil has shot up to about $100, $90. So Shell Philippines is giving quite good dividends. Um, habitually, uh, mining companies, when they have an extraordinary year, like what's happened in Nicolasia and all those FNIs, they've also been giving dividends. So I think high, high dividend is not the same as consistent. Mining companies have high dividend yields, but it is not a consistent play because it is cyclical. Consumer companies like a pure gold are not high dividend players, but they are consistent giving it year in, year out. But it's about 2 to 3%. Utility firms like uh, Meralco also gives about 4 to 5% consistently. Um, telecoms have always been the hallmark of the high div place. It's about 5 Sometimes you get it 6 7% depending on how cheap you get the telecoms. I hope that I answered the question correctly. Hi, are you still bullish on Security Bank? Okay, I forgot to answer. Yes, the banks are also consistent dividend payers. Traditionally, your banks like Metro Bank, BDO, uh, depending on the prices that you pay for them, they do give about 3% dividend yields year in, year out. So sometimes you get it higher, sometimes it goes lower. Yeah. Um, and this is also a little bit tricky, but... Prior to the REITs, no, before the real estate investment trusts that uh, occurred in 2022 and 2021, some property companies used to give really, really good dividends like PhilInvest. Although ngayon, nagpunta yata sa REITs, so the dividend payers of property rentals have come out into the, um, the REITs. So the REITs would also be a consistent high dividend payer. High dividend is um, about 5%. I wouldn't say that it is super high, pero it is... It's um, palatable, i.e. for the investors. Okay, um, let me just uh, answer a few questions. No? Are you still bullish on Security Bank? Um, Security Bank, we showed that it is trading at less than 0.6 uh, times price to book value, has been growing income. I would argue that 90 pesos below, you can actually buy. Today, it's trading at 88, 9, 89 pesos ba? So the thing about these firms is that they might actually just sleep for about a few months. It's not necessarily going to be a momentum play. But at 88 to 89, yes, there's some value in security banks. So I would still give a buy. Any drops near 80 pesos withstand any downside dips. As uh, we've seen, actually, security bank become a consistent dividend and actually income-wise income very profitable as well. Um, I remember seeing an 11 billion peso income for them. So it will be valued 
properly over time. Um, and also, it is in the top five banks of the Philippine market. So liquidity-wise, uh, some, some people would also uh, voyeur into buying the top five bank in the Philippines. It's either top five or top four. It's a, it's a, it's a battle between Union Bank and Security Bank on who's the top four or top five. Uh huh. Which, which means that both of them are actually, I think, a re-rating play. Um, they'll probably get market share away from BDO. <clears throat> what is the most... Um, Hi, thoughts on Biden's release of SPRs until November. So the oil is actually going to be stopping the release of the reserves, right? I do believe that there might be some concerns on whether oil will spike this Christmas season um, owing to the fact that they will stop those 1 million barrels. <clears throat> the nice thing about the, the, the good and the bad, let me share to you. The good is that I think oil is already um, situated in a price band. It's trading between 88 to about 120. Um, so I don't think that the market is really going to spike too much as even the oil giants per se, they don't want oil to be, to, to be spiking. What they want is that it has to just be a continuous uh, $80, $90, $100 per barrel of oil. Naman sila gahaman. Um, they just want it stable. So uh, they are also, of course, afraid of the demand destruction. And uh, demand destruction happens when you reach more than $125. <clears throat> so at some point, you know, do not get scared too much of inflation because even the oil giants have already reported that they will, um, they, they themselves, no, will, they, they can actually handle the supply demand. So Saudi is uh, one of the people who, who is trying to protect his interests as all the giants are doing, like ExxonMobil, Chevron as well. In terms of production, the U.S. can handle about 12 million barrels of oil. And if we're going to be a slow economy anyway, it seems that this oil is just going to stay in a band from about 90 to 100. That means that your inflation, which is already about 8-9% thereabout, would stay at the same price. Um, I don't think that everyone in the world will suffer with the, with, the, with the high gas prices because at some point in time, people are just getting it past and nagiging normal acceptance na siya. So wage growth uh, is going to be a question mark. We'll see if the world, uh, some, some, some countries have passed on and uh, they've done a wage growth. It's not a real wage growth kasi nominal lang naman yun. But that is something that you can consider. Um, in terms of the spike of oil, I, I, I don't... I would say it, it will remain high, but I wouldn't go forth and tell you, oh, it's going to spike all the way to the moon. It's just going to be at about 80 to 120. So 100. Okay. Um, what are your thoughts on Converge, Felix? Converge is a growth in broadband play. It is uh, traded as a growth stock in the Philippines. So it always used to have triple digits. I haven't read up on Converge IPO. Uh, I mean, I've read on the Converge since IPO. Um, I'll get back to your question. All I know is that Converge is more of a growth play. And if you're not really interested with growth stocks, Converge wouldn't be one of them. Um, I don't think it is heavily loved. Why? And the answer is simple. People in an inflationary environment usually will veer away from growth stocks. So Converge being a company that is not as um, cash dividend heavy, unlike your PLDT and Globe, will be heavily favored versus Converge. 
Felix mining is a play on gold. Uh, gold is a very cyclical asset. So um, in terms of mining companies, I'm not really fully, um, I'm not really too bullish on gold. I just think that in terms of industrial demand, gold has less use case versus nickel or silver. Silver being in demand for, for solar panels. Um, and then in terms of nickel, it's in demand for the batteries that electric vehicles will need for the battery storage. So I'm less inclined to promote Felix. I'm, I'm more inclined to promote oil. So that would be Petron. So I'd rather go for those than, than gold. Is there a strong on, uh, what, what is this? A strong potential on all HC logistics. Um, I've never been a believer too much on all HC, industrial land, warehouses. So all HC is really a warehouse play based on e-commerce demand. So far, we have seen, of course, reopening, which has tainted the growth for, for, forward of all the growth. Uh, e-commerce is a growth sector. All HC would grow based on e-commerce growth. Uh, what we're seeing worldwide is that e-commerce growth might have stalled or might have peaked, obviously, in the pandemic 2020s, 2021, because of the strong reopening. So my sense here is that there will be uh, a less, less buyers or less um, growth in all HC. I haven't been looking at all HC at all. Um, wait up. <clears throat> yeah, Ayala, Ayala Land Logistics right now is 3.7. Uh, it went down from 6.5 to 3 bucks. It is still 100% higher from the pandemic lows of 1.7. Um, I am not a big believer. Sorry, uh, um, I don't really know too much. But uh, looking in the industrial demand trends, I don't think that it will be fast growth given that the world is happy in the resurgence of the economy. So e-commerce is going to be a slow mover and so your industrial demand logistics would probably be sideways, sideways, sideways lang. It's not going to collapse, but it will be probably 10% growth. Okay, um, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening, guys. Um, uh, last question that I'll answer, your thoughts on DMC and Semirara. I think coal as a business has been doing well, but DMC and Semirara has also been um, rewarded heavily already by the markets. We've given a buy call on DMCI versus Semirara in the past, and so far since that buy call for DMCI about 2020 October, DMCI has gone from 4.5 to as high as 10 pesos. So I think like between these two names, coal has advanced. I wouldn't say that it will fall a lot, but probably it's going to be a sideways play for DMC. People would buy at 8 pesos if it will fall. And as to whether it will continue jumping above 10, it all depends now with, with the synergies now with the real estate. Dati kasi you just had huge margin of safety knowing that DMCI was already um, generating so much profits with the coal plants. Kasi 2020, you can see na the reopening of the economy. Eh. Between DMC and Semirara, I think Semirara is fully priced na yung profitability. Uh, everyone's gonna look forward to Semirara's foray into adding more renewable energy sources. So Semirara is gonna be competing with Aboitis Power. Um, between the two, Aboitis Power is currently trading at 32 right now, no? Let's see. Aboitis Power is... Sorry, how much is Aboitis Power now? Aboitis Power is currently 30 pesos. Semerara is currently trading at 42 pesos. 
Um, I'm sorry, but I have more of a sell rating on Semerara here at 42 pesos. Uh, I would rather go for Aboitis if given the choice. So renewable power is in, important, but I'll go for the cheaper option here. So that's it. Thank you very much and see you again next week for our uh, Philippine Market Deep Dives. Hope you enjoyed the Shiki's Pizza and let's, um, let's actually look ahead over the Philippine reopening story. Bye-bye.